I'm Kaya Bali, and welcome to the first episode of Through Gen Z's Eyes. Today, my guest will be Smitha Patel, who is my aunt and helped me get interested in politics. Hey, Kaya. It's an honor to be here with you today. Thank you. So, how are you feeling with the results of the election after all the anxiety of the week? Well, I feel like I can finally breathe. I didn't realize it, but on Saturday morning, when the result was finally announced, it was like someone had just lifted a hundred pounds off my shoulders that I didn't even realize I was carrying. It was just, it's just been a really long and difficult year. And I think the election weighed us all down in ways we didn't even know. It's still unsettling that the result isn't final, or at least that certain people, including the president, aren't accepting the result, and that they're actually going so far as to cast doubt on our entire system because they don't want to lose. Um, but it's a big relief. So is it, do you think, dangerous that Trump supporters think that this election was fraudulent like meaning like why did they not think that the election in 2016 was fraudulent and then now they suddenly think that this one is yeah this is something that's never happened in our democracy before in the past we've had incredibly contentious times we've had incredibly contentious elections i mean can you believe it there were elections in the past where one candidate would accused the other of having an illegitimate child and all kinds of mud was being slung around. But ultimately, when it came to the result, the losing side always accepted it and conceded and committed themselves to handing over power in a way that would be for in the best interest of the country. This time, it's the weirdest thing. It's like if you have a football game, and the losing team suddenly decides they didn't want to lose and they start challenging every decision, even though the whole country saw the game and saw the plays. It it just, it doesn't make any sense. And yet somehow about half the country seems to believe that it's better to doubt the, the whole integrity of our election system than to have their guy lose. And I think that's very, very dangerous. So President Trump has made claims that he will not accept if he loses and there won't be a peaceful transfer of power. So do you think that a peaceful transfer of power will take place or do you think it'll just be a total? I think there will ultimately be a peaceful transfer of power. Um, President-elect Joe Biden is a cooler head and he's committed to doing what is best for this country and you know I think will take us through this with a pretty steady hand the part that worries me is that people are now questioning our electoral system and that they're spreading rumors and they're telling each other that there are all these irregularities in the face of evidence consistent evidence from multiple quarters that there weren't any, I mean, there may have been small irregularities, but there was nothing on the scale that would change the outcome of this election or would ha 
cause anyone to question whether it was a fair election. And I think that's the kind of damage. It's like cutting down the trunk of a tree. You know, the, our whole democracy rests on our on the integrity of our elections. And if we chop that down, then what does the tree stand on? Yeah. So how would you talk to people who who supported Trump and now he's lost? So how would you talk to them, maybe try to convince them to maybe become leaning more toward Biden? How would you talk to people who are not accepting these results? That's a good question and a really hard question. And to be honest, I don't think we can really change people's minds. And so we need to stop thinking we can or that we should. I think we have our, we have done ourselves and our country and our democracy a big disservice by allowing ourselves to get sort of wrapped up in the heat of politics to the extent where we are unfriending each other and not talking to family and hating on each other. And we have to realize that we're all Americans here. We all love our country. And the people who don't, the people who don't have America's best interests at heart are outside actors who would like to see America's country in chaos, America's democracy in chaos and disarray so that they can point to us and say, see, America's not that great either. Or, you know, media, social media, big corporations that benefit from having eyeballs and our attention. And they have learned that the more outrageous they are, the more people will tune into them. And so we need to realize that we're actually being manipulated by those people who are clamoring for our attention and trying to make us fight with each other and be mad at each other. And so when we want to talk to one another, we have to start with the stuff we have in common, you know, our communities, what we want, how we treat our neighbors. And we have to build on that. We have to build trust and then build on that trust to try and have meaningful dialogues because it's Ridiculous to say that one side wants democracy and the other hates democracy. That's not true. And it's not even true on issues like immigration, which are contentious, that we're that far apart. Nobody wants open borders where anybody can just come on in and take over uh, somebody's house or commit crimes. Nobody wants that. Um, at the same time, I think people who are against immigration also don't think it's okay to snatch children out of their parents' arms and put them in cages or lose track of their parents so they're suddenly orphans. So I think there's a lot we could work on if we were just willing to stop trying to persuade the other side that we're right. Okay, so um, this might be like a little moving the topic a bit, but... Trump's slogan was make America great again. And do you think that in these past four years he has done that? Or do you think there can be more done or has he done nothing? I think America was great 
before President Trump. And I think it's actually kind of crazy um, and, and a little bit pretentious to think that he was going to make America great because presidents don't do that, the people do. America has come a long way in its history. And if you think about it, we, we were a country where it was okay for human beings to own other human beings and treat them like property. And we overcame that. And we are constantly now fighting to make things better for people. So I think America is great and always getting greater. I think Donald Trump and the division he sowed was a distraction. Um, it took up a lot of our attention. It stressed us all out for a really long time. It even stressed out the people on the Donald Trump side because they spent so much time being mad and trying to own the libs. But I don't think it did us much good as a country. I think if we want to be great again, we have to come together, work together, and really have a, a vision for what makes um, our values so important. So, so you're saying that when President Trump entered office, he distracted us from what we were doing for the past multiple years? Yeah, I think it certainly was a very distracting four years. Um, I, I think we lost time. We, we had made progress in trying to fight climate change. We had these horrendous fly fires this year, which really put in our face how directly climate change can affect our lives. And uh, in, we could have spent the last four years working on the factors that are making fires and hurricanes worse, instead of which we spent that time just arguing with each other on social media and fighting with each other and hating each other. And that just seems like such a waste of time and energy. So considering that we allowed President Trump to come into office and lead this country for four years, should I be worried that by the time I'm an adult that there won't even be a democracy depending on the presidents that we elect? No, I don't think you should worry. And here's why. Because I feel hopeful because of you and because of all the other Gen Zers out there. I do feel like my generation and my parents' generation, to some extent, have made a bit of a mess that you guys are going to have to clean up. But I'm also really energized and excited when I see how aware you are and how unselfish your outlook is and how much you want to just get in there and start fixing things instead of just trying to find someone to blame for it. So I'm actually hopeful that you and some of your older siblings and all the kids, the young people of Gen Z and the millennials are going to fix things. And by the time you're old enough to be president, I'm hopeful that we are going to be living in a very different, much better world. Okay, thank you so much. I want to thank Smitha Padel for joining me today and helping me start up this podcast. I would also like to thank everyone who's inspired me like my family and my teacher, who gives me ideas every day in class. I would like to give a huge thanks to my sister, Zahara Bali, who's edited this 
episode and all the episodes to come. And I would like to thank you for helping me search through this topic from Gen Z's eyes. Please make sure to tell all your friends and family about this podcast. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.